I really want to caffeinate myself and others and support small businesses, but without having to put pants on. I wish there was a way to do that. I know. I'll ask Reflexa. Reflexa, what can I do to caffeinate myself along with others and support small businesses without putting on pants? Here is a targeted ad based on my constant surveillance of your thoughts and actions. Wait, what? Are you looking for a way to caffeinate yourself and others and support small business without having to put on pants? Well, then head on over to DeadlyGroundsCoffee.com. Deadly Grounds Coffee has smooth, rich flavors to satisfy the cravings of everyone on your list. From traditional flavors like pumpkin spice and French roast to more daring flavors like Hell's Fury, Highland Zombie Grog, Day of the Dead Roast, and Witch's Brew. And now, for a very limited time, you can try Butch Patrick's Dragula Dark Roast. Butch Patrick is known around the world for his role as TV's Eddie Munster. And when we deadly grounded him at a horror convention, he became such a big fan of our coffee that he hand-selected one of the roasts to make his very own. With most of the conventions on hold, Butch made available a limited supply of his Dragula Dark Roast, named after one of the coolest cars in television history. Personally autographed for our Deadly Grounds coffee fans. It's a delicious roast, silky smooth with a sweet finish. Perfect for any time of day and great for the coffee and Butch fans on your holiday shopping list. This is only available while our limited supply lasts, so hurry and get yours today. This holiday season, it's time to get a little deadly. Go on, you deserve it. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Case, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Beautiful Monday morning. Uh, it is Patriots Day in New England and Maine. So happy Patriots Day. Or as the rest of the world kind of knows now, it's Marathon Monday normally. Uh, the third Monday of the year is normally when the Boston Marathon is run. Uh, last two years, it hasn't, of course, of what's going on with the pandemic. Um, so we figured, you know, we talk about Patriots Day today a little bit. I was talking to Jay beforehand. Doesn't really know what it is, you know. I mean, the world knew what it was back in 2013 and the su- the subsequent events afterwards. Um, so we're going to talk about that, you know, just a little bit more, you know, kind of just what's going on, a little bit more Pope Reaver show. Um, but a quick uh, note, um, show notes. If you did not have a chance to listen to the last, last week's show, last week's show was a Jay Solo Spectacular. Um, you know, uh, he talked about his uh pku so definitely check it out it's actually a very good listen it's about 34 minutes long it's a quick listen uh and jay did a fantastic job so uh definitely give him a shout out uh and check it out as he will be running the show once the end of june rolls around uh like i said i'll be leaving for maternity leave 
for uh, the baby's on its way. So I will be taking a uh, break from the show for a while just to kind of make sure that everything's good with my family. So with that, Jay, what do you know about Patriots Day? What is your knowledge of this this day that's only celebrated in Maine and Massachusetts? Okay, so let, let's start off the riff here, right? Let's let, let it... Before we get into what Patriots Day for Massachusetts is, let's talk about the day in history because I don't know anything and you're the history guy here. So why don't you start there and then I'll jump in? Because remember, I only lived, I moved to Mass in 12, uh, 2012. So, and then a year into my move to Massachusetts, it was the, uh, the Boston Marathon bombing. So that is where I'm like, oh, Patriots Day is a thing. <laughs> like, who knew? Right. And if people I'm from Connecticut, so I never knew anything about that. I don't know. <laughs> it's not told to us in Connecticut. Well, it is. It is told to you guys. Everybody in the United States knows about the events of Patriots Day because the Patriots Day is the celebration of the anniversary of the midnight ride of Paul Revere in the Battle of Lexington and Concord that started the American Revolution. That is the catalyst of Patriots Day. So Massachusetts decided to make a whole day dedicated to that. The red coats are coming. The that red coats are coming. Right? Is that is that the yep lanterns in the in, yep. in the uh, in the window? I'm testing your history knowledge now, man. Yeah. Uh, okay. What is it? I, I'm assuming so. That's the only story that I think I know. Oh no! Yeah. Well. Well, you're you're kind. Of, what was the whole shtick in the lanterns? Could you know what the the shtick with the lanterns were? I think it's just to communicate something to somebody about what, what? the British. I don't know. Are on their way, or this is a safe place? This is probably <laughs> a safe place. I don't know. You tell me. All right. So it goes that um, uh, the lanterns is one one if by land, two if by sea. So they would hang lanterns in the north uh the north uh the north church uh and it would sin signal uh how the british were going to uh go up the river either they were going to go to Con lexington concord either by land or by sea so when they found out that how it was how they were going to do that they the two lanterns in the steeple of the church to notify paul revere and other writers because there were other writer writers that night which spread the news that, you know, the British army was on the march to seize ammunitions and weapons and supplies in the outskirts of, of Boston. Cause they had rumblings of, you know, ma uh, people, you know, groups massing ammunition supplies when they were, they weren't supposed to. Um, and they were either going to do it by land or they were going to do it by sea. And basically what they did is off the warships, they landed, uh, landed boats on the shores in March to Lexington and Concord. So that, 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 uh, that celebrates that though, that 24 hours basically. Um, so in which Paul Revere wrote, let the countryside know what was happening and led to the events of Lex the battle on Lexington green. And then the, uh, battle at the Concord bridge. Which is pretty cool. Living in Massachusetts, and Jen can attest this. I'm a huge fan of revolutionary history. I like pre-revolutionary a couple the years leading up to it. After the Seven Years' War, up until basically the War of 1812, is what I like the most. Those early, early days of the United States, the early, early the the war itself, um, and living in Massachusetts my whole life, which up until recently my whole life has been really one of the cooler things for me being the history buff uh, to kind of go check those places out. I mean, you've done all that stuff. You've 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 gone to Concord, Lexington. So I've gone to. I've not been for the reenactments because you can actually go there for the reenactments where mm -hmm. you know on Lexington Green, on Sunrise, you there's a you know the reenactors of the British March to the Green, and you have the reenactors of the militia um, meeting you know on the Green and the famous like if they want to you know. You know, if they if they want whatever I forget what the quote is, and this is gonna haunt me now. It's like if they want war, then let it start here. You know, basically like just you're not going any farther than this. Um, and then it was the shot her around the world, in which um no one knows who shot it. That's one of the cool mysteries of history. 
they don't know if it was a, a colonialist or it was a British uh, army regular um, that fired that shot because no one saw it. And that started the war. Um, rumors have it. It was a member of, it was a member of the sons of Liberty that shot it like in a crowd to actually like facilitate the war. Um, there's rumors that again, it was a, someone in the crowd did it by accident or someone's musket went off by, you know, in error. Um, and it's kind of those things that no one, no one really knows. Um, so it's, it's interesting. Yeah, no. Thanks for the history lesson, and I'm sure it's for the- all those who who, who listens, I, I like like me, I knew probably 25 percent of that story, and leave it to a Massachusetts person to know the whole thing because yeah. nobody yeah. gives a rat's ass outside of Massachusetts. Basically, well, and that's depressing. Like I even like Logan was learning <laughs> about like the Revolutionary War, and he was learning, um, he was learning about, you know, he had to do, um pick a battle during the revolutionary war and he got bunker hill and i'm like oh that's massachusetts there There we go like come talk to me um and but like you know and so to kind of to finish up that whole train of thought you know lex and green went horribly you know the british just you know went over you know kind of over overtook the colonists the militias um but it literally held the ground to call in reinforcements from the other communities to meet in the next, you know, cause they knew there was ammunitions in Lexington. They didn't get them. Cause by then the rioters did their job to alert people to move the ammunition and weapons out of Lexington and in kind of farther in the countryside. And then same thing with Concord, they got the Concord and nothing really was in Concord. Um, but you know, you had people coming from like New Hampshire and Worcester and a lot of the teams because not teams, other, um, other States to kind of help out or colonies at the time to help out. And, um, and then the British got the Concord in at old at, at the, I think it's old, old North bridge, um, is where they met another group of militiamen. And at that point in time there, they were pretty, um, had, they had, they had good numbers in which they drove the British back. Uh, and they, they literally, the British had to retreat all the way from Concord, all the way back to the, the safety of the Boston city limits for protection from the warships and reinforcements. So that whole legitimately run back to Boston because they ran back to Boston. They were getting pelted by guerrilla fighters, guerrilla Minutemen hiding in the trees. And they knew these woods because this is where they hunted. This is where they made a living. Mm-hmm. Um, so stuff like that, which is just very interesting. Um, and out there, actually, there is at the bridge. Um, you can walk out there. So, you know, they've done a good job. There's actually a British monument, a grave that has like the British flag and all that stuff that you can check out um, that, you know, that that's honors the British soldiers who died there. And it's just kind of like, it's just interesting because other than what revolutionary war, war of 1812 and to an extent, the civil war, not a lot of major wars have been fought in the United States. Uh, um, I mean, you have the Spanish American war out in the West and you know, the, the Indians, you know, the, 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 to to a lesser extent, the genocide of the Native Americans out west mm-hmm. uh, by our fantastic federal government at the time. Um, there's not a lot of places where you can see a war memorial to another country's fallen soldiers. Um, and it was kind of interesting because it's right, legitimately in our backyard. So, hmm. uh, like, and then you know, uh, you know, it's you have this day in Boston, and but the, the one I always make fun of that's even less of a holiday, but it's only in Suffolk County in Massachusetts is evacuation day. I told you about this. We, I said it on the St. Patrick's Day show. Evacuation day in Boston is when the British evacuated from Boston in 1776. March 17th, 1776. Uh-huh. So in this, in this county of Suffolk, all state and federal and all state, federal and county offices are closed for the day, which happens to be St. Patrick's Day. Just a happy coincidence. <laughs> but, but like I said, the, 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 like I said the, the, other than the historical aspect of it, you know, we are coming up on what's the two hundred and twentieth anniversary or something like that of now two hundred and fortieth. I don't know. I gotta do the math of the of the Battle of Lexington Concord in twenty twenty five. Um, so I bet there'll be some cool stuff out there. 
Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's a pretty cool day. Like I said, we were recording today. I was kind of thinking of like, oh, like what we talk about. I'm like, God, dude, we're talking about Patriots. Perfect. Diet. So now we got you the know. history behind us and you already kind of talked about, Hey, not the Boston marathon runs on that day. And I'm assuming in honor of that. Right. And then also the Red Sox play at Fenway. Right. Yep. yep. And I'm assuming that some of the path of the run is through Lexington Concord is nope. that probably makes, no, it's not. That does not. That would make more more sense to me. Why why not, James? What what's going on there? The marathon is on mar- on that day because it's a holiday. It's because offices are closed, schools are closed, stuff are closed to let people watch the marathon. Um, but wouldn't it make sense to you if they were running through there? It would, but again, it's it's not. It actually starts in Hopkinton. So, uh, which is off of 495, anybody knows Massachusetts. So starts in Hopkinton, 26.2 miles in the end of the marathon. The finish line is on Boylston street, right by the library. Uh, and the race actually goes by Fenway. It goes through Kenmore square. So you're pretty much Southwest of Boston and then heading to Boston. Correct. It, it is, it is the marathon. Um, I think it's the longest marathon. Um, not longest distance, like all marathons are 26.2 miles, uh, but longest concurrent running marathon. I think it's like two, I think like 122nd or 23rd annual marathon. Yep. Um, I, my, my brother, Tim has run it 10, 11 times already. Um, you know, he runs it for Boston children's hospital. Uh, so if you run for a charity, you, you can get in, we have to raise a certain amount of money and you mm-hmm. can run the, run the thing. Um, a lot of people just run it because it's not up until 2013. It was a very loose race. You could jump in and run it with like a group of people without a bib and just run the marathon and fin- cross the finish line without any issues. You, you can't do that now mm-hmm. and you can't do that anymore. Um, so, it, but, but it's a very much, you would, it, it was a day off. You would go down to the marathon, you know, because it goes through the suburbs of Boston and it goes through Natick and a bunch of those places. So you'd wander down and at a certain time you would see the runner, the, 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 the elites go by, you know, the, the people who are running like a two hour marathon, the Kenyans and the Ethiopians and mm-hmm. um, a lot of the other really, really fast people. Uh, but it was a party it, at the end of the day. It also was party. Like you would go, the bars would be open. A lot of the bars lined these main roads and mm-hmm. you would see kids with signs that say, you know, keep up the good work. And there's a kids just cheering on. It's like, it was, it's always a, a pretty cool event. Um, even if you're not going to the Red Sox game. Um, so, you know, I, I checked it out once or twice. I checked it out one year with my brother. Uh, and of course it was like pouring rain out because that's the year I decided it's, to go it's April and it's, it's also April in New England. So that makes sense. Yep. Now. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you how know, long, how long has the Red Sox played on that day? Well, the Red Sox have always played on there. The earlier, the early morning starts for, for them, I believe started in like 99 mm-hmm. and then they actually moved up the, um, uh, the the start times uh, recently to um, uh, to in the morning because basically what happens is the games used to be at like two o'clock in the afternoon between one to like a normal afternoon getaway game. Yeah, sure. But what it was was when the game when people were trying to get into the city, the city is legitimately on lockdown because you can't all a bunch of roads are closed. Mm-hmm. So they moved it up earlier so you could get into the city, no problem without disrupting the marathon before they start shutting roads down. Um, and then also like during the game, you're having some of the, the, the runners run by and like you, you can then walk down and see the finish and stuff like that. So there was a lot of more logistical reasons. I like it. I like the morning baseball. I think it's one of those cool traditions. Sure. I put it on Facebook today. One of the cooler traditions in Boston, actually, I think in baseball, um, mm-hmm. Cause you know, uh, you know, first pitch is at eleven fifteen in the morning. Like that's such a cool, yeah. you know, and by the, and, and you kind of have it in the background like all day. So now you grew up Western Mass, East Long Meadow ish, right? Yep. So how was it like out here? Is, is it the whole town? Are you off of school that day as well? 
or is it is it just Boston proper that's kind of like shut down? No, it's a, so it is a state holiday, so a lot of the state buildings okay. are closed. Um, to a point, actually, Patriots Day a lot of times falls on tax day. So normally because okay. of the post office is closed, a lot of federal buildings are closed and state buildings are closed, you can't technically file your taxes on Patriots Day. So you'd always the Massachusetts would always have an extension of one day to get your taxes mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. Um if if it if it um fell in that window. Um so it's just it's one of those cool I mean, it always fell on spring break. So for spring break, that's when it fell on for me. Like this is this week is all spring break for Massachusetts. Um, so I was I didn't know until I really started becoming a Red Sox fan, like 2000, 2003, I didn't realize there was a game on at 11 o'clock sure. or one o'clock, whatever it was until I got like older and started like watching more and more games. Uh, and it's just kind of become a tradition in my head, like to watch it and like, you know, kind of go in the background and stuff like that. Even like when I was working, all my other jobs, I would always have like, because I worked in Massachusetts, I just throw it on the radio, it's on. And it was always one of those cool things that like we would all be listening to the game, working and stuff like that. So, yeah. So now let's get a little to the, the grimness of 2013, right? A bombing happened at the Boston Marathon on Patriots Day. Very tragic event. Um, we could probably get into that a little bit. But uh, for all those people that don't know, I, I, I'm curious, listeners from, around the U S or wherever you are, how much I wonder, you know, obviously I'm not listening to you now, but how much did you know before then? And do you know more now? Or is there, I wonder if, if it's anything has changed with its influence. I know in Massachusetts, it's very important. It's a very important day. Days are off. People are at home watching games, going into Boston, cheering people on all great. But, uh, I'm curious since 2013, I wonder if that kind of, either heightened and people were now more aware and actually started looking at this a little more or I, again, I, I don't think you have the stats on any of that either. Do I, I'm just kind of curious. I wonder if, I wonder if for you listeners, did you know about it before or, or do you know more about it now? Cause that was, that was a very tragic event and I'm sure we'll get into that and where we were, you know, it's kind of not, not nowhere near what, you know, happened in New York city, right. In, in 2001, but for Boston, it was, it was unbelievable. It was uh, such a tragic event at such a big venue of people just, you know, spectate. It's, it's that. And it was a very Boston. It's a Boston event. It's not a, it's a world event. It's a marathon. Any marathon has world participants, but it's, it's marathon Monday, Patriots day in Boston is, such a uh, Boston thing. It's very hard to, I think, do, to kind of compare it to anything else. Um, you know, you, you know, I, I know today again, Felger and Maz will do their every year on Patriots Day. They talk about it towards one of the end of the one of the first hours. Um, and you know, it is very much you know, you sit and you watch and you you go to the bars and you, you cheer on. You just cheer on people who are running. Like you don't see that anywhere else. Like you see a little bit in like New York, you know, when they do the New York marathon and you see it in somewhere like Chicago marathon, but like it, it's not, I think as an event and not as big of a, a party as it is in Boston. Cause I think what it is, is because you have a day off. You're literally, a lot of these places have a day off for this event. Um, in, in all of my life, I've never had a day off of Patriots day. So, you know, for, for, for that, it's very much still waiting for that day off though. Still waiting. <laughs> I guess I got to like work for in, a Massachusetts company. I guess, and be in Boston. You got to there's the other side of the coin. You got to be in Boston. Um, so I, I mean, you know, my, my, I've seen people run like the New York Marathon. I've seen people run the Chicago Marathon, and and they all say the same exact thing. Nothing compares to the Boston Marathon. Mm -hmm. um, the Boston Marathon, true, is 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 one of the marathons you cannot get a world record at. You cannot because of the altitude change is all downhill because hmm. you're running, you're basically running to sea level. True. Yeah. So, and, and also like the weather can be so hit or miss. It's not even funny. Yeah. Like you, you could have a head breeze coming off the Harbor and off and, and it just, that, that adds 
30 minutes to your runtime, or you can have a, 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 a back wind and it add, it takes away 30 minutes off your time. Like it's crazy. And my brother who's run it, like I said, a bunch of times has experienced all of that mm-hmm. and you know, heartbreak Hill and all those things. So. Yeah, I guess we'll like like go into a little bit more. Yeah. Like I said, I just, you know, even before 2012, 2013 is really, really when it, for me, that's why I asked the question when it actually got put on the map that, that I even knew it was going on because an, a tragedy happened, an event happened, a bad event. And it just exacerbated and the news took over Boston came together and, um, you know, pretty amazing stuff. And I I guess we can segue into that. So in 2013, at the time I was working for, let's just call it a major corporation. And my sales territory was all of new England. So I had to go into Boston pretty much a couple days a week. Um, obviously that day I didn't go into Boston because you couldn't, right? So it didn't, didn't, didn't even matter, but, I would be on talk radio all the time back then because I was always in the car. And then this story had took over, had some legs, and it became like a two-week. I don't know. How long was the manhunt? How long was the event afterwards? It felt like it felt like forever at the time, but was it two weeks? Was it less? Not even. Was it more? Okay. Not even. So and it, it happened. It, it it turned around pretty quick then. It did. I, th- I, th- okay. I think I believe it was the Thursday or Friday of the same week. They found. No the, way. They found that the was it. Yep. Four days. Four or five days. Yep. With the was the manhunt. Yep. So, um, my brother was running the marathon that day. I was working for a, a restoration company uh, in Newton, um, right outside of Boston, and we were on a large job, and we were listening to sports talk because that's what we listened to. Like you said, just back, Red Sox were on, um, all that stuff. And the game was over. And so they were just, just doing like sports talk, right? Like, you know, the Bruins were gearing up for the playoffs, all that stuff. And it came across that there was a bombing at the marathon. And I remember I was cleaning up the floor. Like I said, we were getting ready to leave and I heard it. I heard the news, the the breaking news sounder. And I was like, shut the the fuck up. Like, shut up. Because I knew my brother was finishing around this time. Like, I, I knew he was. That's the time it was, like, quoted because you could track him on the app. And they kind of give an idea based on his whatever. This is when he should be finishing the, finishing the race. And I remember, and all day I was like, my brother's running the race. My brother's running the race. Like, that's, that's like, a, such a proud thing to tell, you know, sure. my, my people. And I remember just sitting there and I was still just like, what 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 happened and i remember like and then like my supervisor was like everybody like shut up because now we all want to hear what's going on and um they listened to it and my supervisor knew what was going on he looked at me he's like take one of the trucks and just go just go back to the office and so i'm on the phone i'm trying to get a hold of my brother i'm trying to get a hold of anybody Mm mm-hmm you know, I'm getting texts from my family. Anybody talk to Tim? Anybody talk to Tim? You know, where's Tim? Did did anybody? When was the last time anybody saw Tim on the race? Like all that stuff. Um, and I'm like listening to the news. I have the radio going. It's looking, you know, grasping for any information. What's going on? And I remember I got back to the office, and my boss was there, and two of the inside people were there. I was like, "Are you okay? Like, what's going on? Like, do you need anything?" I was like, I, I don't know where my brother is. I have no idea where my brother is. I don't know if he finished. I don't know where he is on the race or if he was at the finish line. I'm freaking out, freaking out. And so uh, the, Michelle and T- uh, Tanya were the two people working in the office, and they came over and gave me a big hug. No, it's going to be okay. Like, don't worry. Like, just let us know. You know, go home. Let us know when you know something. And on the way back to my apartment, I was living in the chicken at the time, I got a text from, I think, my mom. Um. Uh, my mom, uh, basically saying we heard from Tim, he's okay. He's stuck in Boston, but he's okay. Um, and I was like, thank God. Um, I remember going home and just watching the news like all night, just watching the news, watching the news, watching ESPN, 
And then finally we got in touch with my brother. I talked to my brother and he kind of was telling me like, I'm okay. And then he told me what happened. He got, they basically got up to Kenmore and, and they just like, there was all these police and they all threw their arms up, like, stop, like, stop what you're doing. Like, and kind of like waved them all to like, you're done. The race is over. But the problem is, and you, and you, and, and these are like, you know, runners when my brother was telling me was the problem is after the race, they, they bag up all their stuff to have it ready at the finish line for them. Like their right. personal effects. So that was all the way over by the Boston commons. There is no easy way to get to the commons without going down Boylston, which was now an active crime scene. Mm-hmm. So Tim knew somebody and they were able to get him to get his personal effects and then got, then I think he borrowed a friend's car and got back to his home, back to his house. Uh, and he was fine. You know, that was good. But I remember the next four days were just, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. The videos, the talk, like how did this happen? What's going on? And then you hear the stories about the, like the little kid, you know, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in, in, in the victims. And then the shit that went down that Thursday night. You're where right. they and it was i remember i remember like people on facebook were like listening to like the police scanner app you remember you could buy you could download a scanner app that you could listen to the police scanners and to a point where they were telling people to like stop listening turn it off and don't do anything because they were worried like information was getting out and all that stuff but i remember going to bed and like my phone was like blowing up a little bit with like breaking news stuff but i remember when i woke up and they were like they got one of the guys but the other guy was still in the loose they didn't know where they were they they killed a cop you know there's a big shootout with like pipe bombs and stuff in watertown yeah and it was just like and the whole city was on lockdown like lockdown i i have i I have the globe from that day prior or that day, the next day where you see the empty street. It's like a zombie movie, like, and it like apocalypse, like the streets of Boston were empty. The pike was open. Like it was unbelievable. Uh, and then watching the news that night where they got the guy and all that stuff, it was just, it was a surreal like week and the bought the Bruins game and the Red Sox game. And after that, you know, where, you know, you know, they wore the Boston shirts, wear jerseys, which they're wearing now, the Boston strong jerseys, which they mm-hmm. wear now every Patriots day, um, you know, wearing that and Poppy being like, this is our fucking city, you know, all that stuff, yeah. you know, uh, and then the Bruins, like the Bruins is the one that I always like, where like the whole garden is full of people. My brother actually went to that game too. And the whole full 14,000 Nelson, the national anthem. And it was just like reverberating in the, in the stadium. You know, and then and then you know the Red Sox won the World Series that year. Yeah, the Bruins go into a a sixth game of the finals that year too. It was very much awe-inspiring. And you said, you know, and and there's been two movies since. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. And to be honest, I don't know. It it popped up on the feed the other day, and I was just like, ah, what the what the heck? I haven't seen it in a couple years again, and. I always like Mark Wahlberg. I'm a, I'm a fan and I watched it and then I was just in it, but it, it's, it's kind of hard to, again, I wasn't completely in the news or the facts or other than what I was hearing on the radio and how constant the manhunt was. And that was kind of it still looking at pretty from a distance, but, uh, and all to purposes, once the movie came out and then I kind of saw, not that it was probably a great depiction, but it was, it kind of laid out a story. I'm like, well, I, obviously you don't know all that stuff and how much of it's actually true or not and fabricated because of Hollywood. But either way, just going through that emotion again is probably all the movie does for me. And it just, it still gets it. it still gets you there. It still gets you like, oh my God. Yeah, it was, it was nuts. It was crazy. And the radios and the way that they covered it, the way that, everything was getting communicated and how people were just like so vigorous and trying to send in information, update the police and FBI gets involved. Everyone's getting involved. And it was, it was, it was a pretty amazing thing. So when you talk about this Boston strong sentiment, man, it was true. And there's a lot of pride behind that. And it, it was pretty amazing to see how the community really worked at all of this it, it, it literally 
and movies show some of that, but I think, I don't know, as you were experiencing it, you were on it day to day as well as a listener or just like, Jesus Christ, like what's going to happen. And so. Yeah. And it, it was, it was very interesting, you know, and just, you know, going back on it, I know, I remember when like, you know, president Obama went, they did this big thing, you know, and you know, all the um, stuff he was saying, and it was just, you know, I remember the jokes too, being like, you fucked with the wrong city. Like we're drunken Irish cops. Like <laughs> you don't think we're going to hunt you down and find you. And it was, you know, a lot of that stuff too, being um, very much, you know, you know, if you want something done, you, you, you got, you got, you got to do it in Boston. Like that whole like civic pride was very strong and, mm -hmm. you know, it was just very interesting. And I remember, you know, my, my the company I worked for did some of like the post cleanup yeah. down in Boylston. Oh, no and way. I remember, yeah. And I remember them telling me about it and how, cause at that point in time, you know, we did biohazard cleanup. That yeah. was part of the about that. thing Jesus, and like, i remember that imagine the crew having to go in and clean up that and so i remember they all they asked anybody who wants to work we have biohazard work available in on boylston you sign up were you like put your hand up no 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 i was not i was because i i don't think i could i don't think i could emotionally be there um and because some of the cleanup was like around marathon sports were like some of the most you know, that's right, right by the finish line. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were saying that, um, they were saying that, you know, just the amount of blood and stuff was just astronomical. They said it was hard. So one of the guys, one of the, one of the toughest guys I knew walked out of the, walked out of there and like started crying because it was just like, what happened? And again, he is one of the most toughest, toughest sob i know yeah. literally was shook into his core a little bit about that so um it's a tough it's it's one of those you know things that i look back on in you know 30 i'm 35 you know you always see the memes post like joking memes but you know some of the stuff that our generation has gone through has it's tough it's 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 made us very uh uh, stronger fragile fra more fragile who knows mm -hmm. but i remember you know 9-11 was impactful you know more for jen than me because she lived in the oh, city yeah. when it happened but like the marathon bombing is definitely one of those ones that really kind of hits home and strikes strikes a tough chord so yeah but uh, and, and that, like you said you 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 had a pretty good story and unfortunately i don't you know, and, and I hope I don't want this to come off crass or anything, but 2001, I remember everything where I was, what I was doing 2013, not, not so much. I, I, I don't know where I was when I heard it. Was I in a car? Was it on the radio? Yeah. Was I at home? Like, but, but my consumption of information afterwards and through the week was at its height. Cause I think I was just so into uh, sports talk radio and they just pivoted, which understandably, and it was awesome that they did it, but that gave me all the coverage. And I don't think one talk of sports came out of their mouths other than just what was going on. What was, you know, updates. Cause that's what they were doing. And that was what was very, eye-opening is that they were pretty much putting information out there they they because they needed that information to get out so that the whole community can kind of help out because he was in hiding they weren't both in hiding and they needed to kind of flush them out somehow some way and uh you know i just remember as the story was unfolding being riveted to it um but i can't like i said i can't tell you at that time, where was I? Like I was, I, like I said, I was probably in a car, driving around, and then I heard it, and I'm like, "I need more info." Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't understand that what, what happened, and and where, and how impactful it would have been. And then, it's eye opening to actually view a kind of a video, I know, a Hollywood depiction of it, 
Because then I was like, holy crap. Because it, it does then open your eyes. Because at the time, I was listening to through radio, through word of mouth. That actually kind of, and I didn't watch news. I don't have Boston news. And, you know, I wasn't watching it in Western Mass, like trying to figure out, you know, I was just listening through the radio, through the sound waves. That was it. So. Yeah, I remember listening to to WEI because 98.5 wasn't out in Western Mass yet. I think it still is. And it was very much just, it was like a news break. And there were like the rumors. I remember just the, the rumors and the happenstance, like, oh, they saw him on the way to New York, New York, he, you yeah. know, that they had backpacks full of these bombs and stuff like that. And they didn't exhaust it during the Watertown thing. And, um, but yeah, it's, uh, but I remember, I remember watching it live on TV. And, and they, I remember they, I remember watching it vividly when they got the guy. They found the guy and it was, there was like the 6.30 stand-up, national stand-up in front of the old Waterton uh, Arsenal building. Um, The armor, I believe. And they, um, they were like, all of a sudden you see all this activity of cars and the guy's like, I think something's happening. And they found out that they found him in a boat and that's where they was hiding hiding was in a boat. And that night when they actually got him, I remember the, celebration that ensued on live television out all, all through Boston. So. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunate to bring up those events, <laughs> but, but I no, mean, it's, it's, I don't think it's, it's, I don't yeah, think it's, it's unfortunate. at this point. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's one of those things where I'm never going to shy away from talking history. Um, and especially in this day and age where history is very visual. Um, we have people video photographs and we even us experiencing, you know, I'll do a little, uh, I'll do a little, uh, social studies on you. We are primary. We we've turned into primary sources. We experience these events. We live through these events. And I feel that is it, it, it's our duty. It's our duty to, um, to tell our stories, to tell our history, um, you know, the whole adage, you know, if you don't learn from your past, you're doomed to repeat it. I think is very, mm-hmm. we're so in the moment, I think that we very much live in it. Um, and for us, that can be a detriment, you know, we're so hyper-focused on today and tomorrow that it's very hard for some people to look at the past. And I think that can, like I said, be a very large detriment. Um, and I always told, I tell Jen this every time, like something bad happens in the world. There's a, God forbid, another shooting. Mm-hmm. I remember when Columbine happened, they talked about that for weeks, weeks. They talked about it. Now it feels like if it's every two days, it's something else. And we, we forget about it and we move on to the next tragedy. We move on to the next event. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be very disruptive and very disillusioned about exactly what we're, what's going on. So, you know, for me in, this is fucking fantastic segue to maybe like a, a couple dads being dudes is, <laughs> you know, instill that in my kids being like, be in the moment, but don't forget the moment. Like, you're going to have times where history happens in front of you and you want to remember that history, regardless if it's happy or sad. Um, because the, you know, our phones in our pocket now are a great recorder, but, but also like memories that we do share events that we have done, um, to transcribe, record them, record what happened, record your feelings, record your thoughts those days. I remember the coolest thing I did was with Pepe. Mm -hmm. You know, my grandfather was a Purple Heart recipient, Silver Star, had a bullet in the the leg till the day he died, uh, World War II. And I remember in high school, we they were doing a verbal recount of stories from soldiers from World War II because they are and they you know are they they they're they're passing away at a very large number and a lot of people feel like their stories aren't being recorded or their events aren't being recorded so they want an audio log of it 
and he did that. He sat down and, you know, told the stories, told all that stuff. And now we have a video audio log of what, what happened to the war with him. And he told me stories and I've told those stories to like, to people who want to listen or just to kind of make sure the story is fresh in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, where, you know, and the, the, the one that he's always told me or you know, stuck out to me was, um, just for example, uh, he was in world war two. He was in, in Europe. Um, and he got out, he looked around, got out of his foxhole stretched, like stretched in the morning, relaxed the guy two feet away from him in another foxhole saw him get up. He got up and shot dead. And it literally was just because that's where the guy was looking. And he remembers how fast he dropped right into the foxhole. But yeah, that's, that's something he's told me as well. He told me he remembers the, the face of the first, German he ever killed to the day he died. He remembered that face, that look. Um, so, you know, that's a little bit of a topic, but it goes back that's, to that oral. Sounds haunting. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those oral history things that I'm all, all for. So, you know, regardless of what happened, you know, it's always good to have a verbal record of what happened and, and put that on tape or put that on paper, pen to paper. Well, that's cool. That's cool. So you have these tapes? I don't know. I I, I think my high school has them. Um, oh, I think it was okay. for like I think it was for like the national like whatever like World War Two cool. Mario. Yeah. Come back. Come back. Sounds like something you should own or something. <laughs> yeah. No. I know. I know. My like I said, I would have to look into it a little bit more. But I remember. I remember. I think you should being... chronicle your journey to get those tapes. But, you know, in, 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 in it's one of those things as well, like going to that whole talk is, you know, stuff like that's going to happen. And I know it's mm-hmm. going to happen. And, you know, my biggest fear as a parent and soon to be parent was how the world is going to be for my children. And that is something that I've had to grapple with very much still to this day. Mm-hmm. And you're probably, you and Jackie probably go through the same exact thing. Um, but you know, what world, do, what world am I leaving for Harrison? What world am I leaving for Robin? You know, and what can I do to change that? But at the same time, not letting them be afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Cause I know for a fact for the first time, and as long as I can remember, I looked around being like, I kind of don't want to go anywhere because I don't know what's going to happen. Oh yeah. Especially over the last 14 months. I mean, not even, I think in the last like month, I feel last month I felt more of, I don't want to, you know, you're kind of, this is normal now, like being at home and being isolated. No. More of, I don't know what other people's intentions are going to be. There's been 46 mass shootings since March 16th. Right. <laughs> for the f- it, now now for- okay so so before March to last March in a year how many were there then? None or limited small amount but again it's one of those I, I hear you yeah no I I I understand what you're saying because it's like yeah it's like all these people were in their homes planning waiting. Until there's yeah. mass people getting together again, because uh, the problem is, uh, and again, we don't have to go down this like path if we don't have, we don't want to. But I mean, again, you got to think about it. They, people have spent time indoors, and you know, unfortunately, these people uh, are putting plans together. And yeah, I I hear you. You know, getting out, uh, getting on a plane, or getting into public. It, especially, I guess I didn't know those numbers until you just said it to me. Yeah, it's jarring. It's it's something you got to think about, I guess, right? I, I don't know. Like I, I I didn't think about it until right now. Way yeah, to go! It, it, <laughs> now yeah, it's in it's, my head. Well, and that was interesting. I think that's very interesting to a point. Um, but like I said, for, like I said, for the first time in a long time, I've sat there and I kind of was like, I, I, and I've always been like, I, I'm not gonna let fear define me. I'm not gonna let that stuff define me. Um, 
So it's very much like I don't want that to be a be a thing in the future. Yeah, not to live with the fear and try to have the freedom to go about your your day and as you may and experience things and travel the world and not have all those freedoms stricken from you or what what have you and fear you know freedoms meaning just in your head right not just freedoms in 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 america or whatever i'm just talking about the freedoms in your own mind like those those uh barriers that get put up of anxiety or 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 being scared or fear right and that's exactly what terrorists try to do is create those boundaries in your mind and you're trying to say hey i don't want those to be barriers and i want to be able to tell my children or your children of don't live that way and try to enjoy every moment. Like you just said, right? Enjoy it for now, not for later or not, you know, or not in the past or whatever. Just enjoy every day as, as, as it is. Right. And, and yeah. try to, and try to embrace as much as you can and, and, and the love that you have for family and friends and all that fun stuff. And, you know, uh, and that's why, you know, we talked, I, I talked a little bit on the last show and having this podcast is our, our imprint. For, for a moment of time that will always be recorded somewhere or some way to get some information. Uh, we could always look back at this 20 years from now, you know, play for our kids or whatever it may be. And however long it lasts, I hope it lasts a long time because it's what it is. It's just a video, video or a audio journal for us. And, and uh, hopefully our messages are, are not great. You know, I mean, I mean, Let's be honest. We're talking a lot of sports, but, uh, you know, sometimes we're getting a little personal like we are in this show and last show. And I think these are the shows that are going to define us and, and kind of, I don't know, open some ears and, and, and uh, try to try to push the message forward that just, you know, especially for us and, and, and our future generations, because you asked, you can say whatever you want right now. You know, your, your kids are at an age that they, they don't understand you. and You can say it and then play for them 10 years from now. Or guess what? What happens if James, you and I aren't here? These audios are here forever. So we get to pass yep. these to our kids and say, these were what your dad, you know, like sometimes I think about that because that's what the, the beauty of this is. Like I, I said in the last show, I don't care if there's two listeners, a hundred listeners. I don't care because what it is, it could be my footprint in a time where if I'm not around, God forbid, right? I'm not hoping that for any purpose, but guess what? You know, they can still listen to my voice and, and hear some of my passions and hear some of our passions and jokes and yelling at each other or whatever it may be and, and, and banter and laughter or whatever. Like this is what we were into. This is the time that we did it. And that's why I enjoy this type of stuff. So when you ask, I mean, we're doing it. You're actually doing something. I know how, how, how small it is maybe um, to our listeners or whoever, but for us, it should be a lot, and you know, because you get this will always be able to be passed. Because you mentioned your your grandfather has these tapes, and I'm like, go get them. I don't know, figure it out. <laughs> you know, that sounds pretty amazing. That something is actually recorded, just like what we're doing right now. You know, I, I got. We're not talking about war or anything great, but at least we're talking. <laughs> at least we're communicating, yeah. right? You know, and in 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 definitely this is you know at the end of the day too. Sorry, you know we are. I always say we're yelling into the vacuum, not really yelling, but we're we're literally having a conversation that if thirty people listen to it in a show like last week, congrats, thank you. So you hit the thirty milestone for an episode for we've done first time we've done that in a long time. <laughs> um, you know, maybe that's you know, you know what could be even just therapeutic or whatever. Um, but again, it's our show. It's our topic. We di- dictate the conversation. We dictate how we want to express ourselves um, to a point. Um, and who knows? Like I said, you know, who knows in 50 years, someone stumbles upon these shows and was like, I know that asshole. I know that jackass. <laughs> you know, who knows? Um, but it's always Stop there for about yourself like that, James. Uh, who said I was talking about myself? You're the Celtics fan. <laughs> Um, glad to be one now. Yeah, got G League squad of the Lakers. You beat barely. <laughs> um, no, and you know it's just it's it's just a good verbal record of conversations. So, yeah, I don't know. 
that's kind of where I think, you know, and, you know, I just hope, I hope that even me doing this or my little input into this gigantic ass world that we have can make it better for Harrison and Robin and, you know, kind of go from there. So, yeah. Anything else, James? I got out. I'm out. So that's Patriot's Day, right? So, (laughs) right. We we, we went through a history. We talked about the bombing. We talked about the day that it means to Boston, the the marathon, what the run is about, where it starts, where it ends, how important it is, how fun it is to watch. James has a lot of information about that. His brother has run it a few times, and that's pretty amazing. And then you got the baseball game. Moving from a 2 o'clock start to 11. Pretty interesting stuff to kind of accommodate the shutting down of Boston. And I guess one of these days, you know, as a, as a listener and as a Massachusetts native now, uh, maybe I should try that event because <laughs> I have never done it. I've never had a desire, but uh, it kind of kills two birds with one stone type of scenario. If I go, I get to experience it and really get to say, wow, that was, that was pretty amazing. Right. Because you, you said you've seen the race. Yeah, so, so 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 I've gone after after the marathon bombings too. I I went maybe the okay. year after or the two years after. And have um, you gone to the game as well, or you just go for the run? No, I went and, to the game. Stick around, watch the because even that watching the game at a local bar on a Monday afternoon, drinking a beer, it's still pretty cool. Better better than any work that I've ever. Well, had. I, I I I. Well, you know, nine a.m. the bars open. So. Yeah. Right um you know and and that's one of the memories i have is going to like the game on the game game on sports bar right next to fen there next to fenway and meeting up with my friend nick game there on. and it's, having it's, two beers like, doesn't it have like video game like is that am i thinking of the same thing it's not like nope, a it's, dave and busters no 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 uh they, they they made the basement more into like a um a ping pong thing but that's oh, neither okay. here nor there so um but yeah, no, it's in, it's just stuff like that. It's, it's just fun. Like I said, I, I haven't been to Fenway in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to a game, like I said, I've gone, I'm going to a game in Philly in yeah. a couple of weeks, which will be a park that I've never been to, but you know, hopefully, you know, I mean, I've been trying to get Jen, take Jen to a game for a while and maybe there's the opportunity of that happening September, hopefully get tickets or whatever. Um, but who knows? We'll see. But yeah, no, but like I said, yeah, you go, you go to the game and then once you're done, you go down to the finish line. What I was getting at is it's still one of those things where even though the bombing happened in, Mm -hmm. it's still a pretty open event. Like it's not, it hasn't like shut down as some events tend to do or attractions tend to do after an incident like that. So the openness and the availability is still there, which is nice. So. And I think Boston puts a lot of like effort into these events. I mean, to shut down a whole town on a weekday, on a Monday, and really kind of dedicate some of the resources and, and, and telling people go support. It's a fun day. The bars are open. Have at it. Right. You know, the commuter, if you're in Boston proper, you're good. If you're trying to come yeah. from Western mass, you got a plan and figure out how you're managing this. Cause that's probably why it makes it such a hard event for me. Cause I'm like, dude, I, I don't know if I want to go through all that effort because of how the city shuts down and, and many, like you said, other cities probably don't do that. And that's probably what makes this event that much more like intriguing or yeah. interesting and, and eventful um, because of those scenarios. Right. Cause other races are probably on a Saturday and yeah, Saturday know, or Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So something, to th- something to think about and because it's wrapped around a, a Patriot's day, uh, 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 a moment in history that, uh, you know the bostonians and people of this area will always remember or or never forget maybe right correct yeah and i'm talking about the 1775 or you know i'm talking of the first you know the whole the whole thing no one no one should be forgetting that in boston okay <laughs> i think united states you should not forget about that what's going on in those days so. <laughs> Well, good thing you have Google because you can easily, you know, click you and remember it. 100%. So with that, this does wrap up another episode of It's Go Time with Jay and James. But I have a question for you, Jay, like I do every single episode. What did you have to drink this morning? I start every morning almost the same way. 
where I have a nice hot cup of coffee from Deadly Grounds Coffee. GetDeadly.com. There you go. Check it out. GetDeadly.com for all your coffee needs. They have multiple different types of flavors from every kind of coffee need you could have. It is the official co- coffee of Hell, Michigan, as well as the official sponsor of the Dorkening Podcast Network. And with that as well, check out thedorkening.com for all your podcast needs. Shows like Throwdown Thursday, the loudest sports show ever, super retro throwback reviews, as well as um, it's go time with Jay and James, but also the yeah. flagship show of the Dorkening. Um, they have shows, over 30 shows, whatever you want to check out, check it out. Um, they have a bunch of archive shows as well. Um, but again, check it out thedorkening.com for all your podcast needs. With that, everybody stay safe. Have great. I hope you're enjoying the beautiful weather. It's been really gorgeous around here. Uh, summer is a, come fr- fashionably approaching. And mm-hmm. uh, with that, guys, have a wonderful day. Later. Peace out.